Gavel to Gavel, the Oscar Pistorius trial on Oscar Extra. I dealt with aspects in your evidence that, according to what I put to you, were very, very similar to the evidence of your wife. You remember that? Yes, my lady, I remember. Yes. And I also asked questions about the contamination of your evidence because of her evidence. Do you remember that? My lady, I do remember. I had occasion to look at your evidence in that respect. And I want to read something to you. My lady, I that record is not yet available, but it's a very short passage. I will make it available, uh, not to interfere with the official transcript, but I will be at pains to read it absolutely accurately. It's very small. And that is, when I asked you about this coincidence of your evidence being so similar to hers, notwithstanding the fact that those aspects were not contained in your statements. You said the following, and I want you to listen very carefully, and if you want, I will repeat it to you. When I ask you if you could describe that to coincidence, you said, my lady, I don't think it is coincidence. My wife testified she, she's been an aerobics instructor for close to 20 years, a part-time hobby, so she counts rhythms and numbers, and you carried on. You remember? It is that first part of your sentence. My wife testified, and you were right. That was her testimony. It was not in her statement, not in your statement. And I didn't pick it up, but you said, my wife testified. Can you explain that, please? My lady, as I explained yesterday, we, after the incident, before we made any notes or any statements to the police officers, we obviously discussed what we had witnessed or what we had observed that evening. And with our, both of us being analytical persons or people, we wondered why did she remember the number of shots and I, that's what I explained yesterday and at that point in the first days after the incident we had come to that conclusion that is why she based on her aerobics experience and piano um, music background she counted consciously or, sub or subconsciously and that was our conclusion. So I've, I've been aware of that opinion, shared opinion, if you like, since before we even made the first statement. So if I then said, like Advocate Bruce said, my wife testified, I can't explain why I said that. I, I, I stated again that I did not hear her testimony. We did not discuss her testimony in court. 
You are satisfied with your answer? I'm satisfied with my answer. I've dealt with this. It's on record. I'm not going back what was in evidence and so on. Let's move on. I'm also going to ask you, and I put it to you, because I did so when I asked questions and put questions to your wife, <coughs> that there is a striking similarity, striking, between your statement and her statement made to Captain von Aert. Um, my lady? When Captain Van Aert came to take our statements, we were not present while the other one gave their statements. In fact, I was not at home at the time when my wife gave her statement. I had a business meeting that evening. Captain Van Aert asked us to relate our version to him, which we did, and he would then write it down. He has a systematic methodology of taking a statement, which I am not familiar with. I've, I've never made a statement before, so I entrusted my faith and trust in the process that Captain Van Aert would guide me through the process. So I would relate my version. Captain Van Aert would write a sentence and ask me, am I satisfied that that reflects my version? And I would say yes. And that is how my statement was made. I cannot testify for how my wife's statement was taken. How do you know that Captain von Art has a set methodology? You've just met him that day. And you only know about your statement. So who told you that? My lady, nobody told me that. It's an assumption that I made. I would assume that a professional and veteran of, I don't know how many years, service in the police in the police service would ultimately develop a process of repeating the same steps over and over again. So it's, I don't know it, it's an assumption. I must say to you, when I dealt with the similarities, one aspect that was really important was your telephone number. But I hope that Mr. Nell yesterday relayed to you my apology that it came out. I did not at that particular point realize the consequences. It was in a very different context. So I hope that he, I asked him to tell you that I apologize for that, that it was not intended in any other way. Thank you very much. Apology accepted. Yes. Now, I want you to explain to the court the process followed by Captain von Art when you deposed to your affidavit. I beg your pardon? Can the process it? followed by Captain von Art. I don't want contents now, but just the process followed by when you made your statement. My lady, he asked me to tell him my entire story, which I did from start to end, and then he said, let's start at the beginning, and he would ask, say, is this true? Make a, a, a statement, and I would say yes, and then he would take it down, and so he would be followed chronologically through the 
events of that evening, and that's how the process worked. Did you give him your notes? I did not. I mentioned that I had the I had notes, but um, he said I should keep them safe and private. I did not give him a copy of my notes, my lady. Because my understanding yesterday in your evidence is this that you accurately recorded everything, all the events in your notes. And then I was trying to understand why just that you not hand over to him your notes. My lady, I, as I've mentioned, I, I mentioned to Captain Van Art that I have these notes available and he did not request to have them. He was, he was satisfied just to take the statement. I understand because, and why I'm asking the question because that was an accurate recordal of your, of the events as seen by you, and it would have made it a lot easier for Captain Farrell, not so. I cannot comment whether it would have made his job any easier. Sorry, my name. You were then kind enough to make your notes available to us. Yes, my lady. Three versions of the set of notes. Sorry? I made three versions of my notes available to you. They were all made on the 6th of March 2013. Uh, if I recall correctly, yes, yes, my lady. Certain corrections on them between certain hours on the 6th of March 2013. That is correct, my lady. My final version was contained in an email that I sent to advocate Nikki Maritz. Um, and that was also sent on the, if I'm not mistaken, the 3rd of March. Um, 6th of March. I'll be your 6th of March, just before 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Understanding is that your wife had notes and we were told yesterday that those notes were destroyed. Can you please just repeat the first part of your sentence? We understand yesterday when we spoke about the notes after the adjournment that your wife had destroyed her nuts. Um, my lady, I was present at my residence when we collected the, the, the notes, but I have no knowledge of what notes my wife provided. It was kept on her own personal computer, so I'm, I can't provide any detail or confirm what Advocate Guru is stating now. Are you satisfied that is a correct answer, Mr. Johnson? Yes. I. I'm confident. Did, did you follow the question? Perhaps if you can just rephrase, let me confirm, please. Well, the first question was this, that we were told in our uncertain terms, we were all standing together, and it's not something off the record, that she had destroyed her notes. Well, lady, I'm sorry, I cannot recall that. You don't know about that? Well, lady, may I likewise say that I don't know that? So if it's put by Mr. Um, Rui should put it in context because I also don't know. I wasn't present during that and the state weren't informed. I'll come back to it because Junior was present. It doesn't matter. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. If you say you don't know about it for the time being, then that's your answer. And that is your answer, as I understand it, that you don't know anything about it. Yes. In no, fact, it I seems can't. that you don't know anything about the notes. My lady, as I've testified, I am not aware of the content of her notes. I was under the impression that we, would, we both made notes. I 
sent my notes to Advocate Nikki Maritz. I supplied my wife with Advocate Nikki Maritz's email address and assumed that she had her notes to, to um, Mr. Maritz. That, that version is something else. That's a version after the police had come to her on the 6th of March of 2055. We know that the police, two policemen if I'm not mistaken, visited the house a week before your statements, which is the 6th of March. And we know it was in the evening and we know of a statement created on the 6th of March 2055. That's after the visit of the policeman. I'm may, may I just interject? Is it put as a fact by council that the police visited that house on the 6th of March? Or is it an assumption or is it an inference from, from a week before or something like that? I think that should be clear, my lady, because it, there's a difference between... We make an inference because you say it's a week before and we put it to you as a fact that the police were there at a specific time. So I would want council to clarify that. Mr. Johnson... You said that a week before you deposed your statement, there was a visit by police to your house. You remember that? Can it's you your evidence. What, uh, what exactly are you referring to, Mr. Roo? Before, the first time that policeman came to your house, it was a week before you deposed your affidavit. That is correct. My you deposed your affidavit on the 13th, a week before was the 6th. I accept that. And you said it was in the evening. That is correct. Yes. And what I put to you, the note that you refer to, is a note at 2055, but we'll come to it, at 2055 on the 6th of March, which would coincide with that visit. My lady, can I just clarify the note that Advocate Roo is referring to? Is it my note no. or my wife's no, note? No, your wife's note. As I've already testified, I made an assumption. I cannot guarantee that she created notes and forwarded that to, to Advocate Moritz. Yes, but we'll get to that. Now, let me make available in fairness to you your notes as modified. It's three of them. You can look at them. It's coming from your computer, your laptop, and the last one transferred to your iPad. My lady? May I just confirm which version of my notes it we is? We will give you all three versions. Very well. My lady, may this be accepted as exhibit 01, 02, and 03. Thank you. Bye, Dr. Thank you very much. The first one is exhibit 01. The second is exhibit 02. And the third is marked Exhibit 03. Lady, may I inquire from you? We marked it on top one, two, three to avoid confusion which one is which one. That's how I marked them. Yes, thank you, my lady. Yes. I was not sure that your copy had also the one, two, and three on top. Yes, it has. I just wanted to thank yes. you, my lady. You have your notes in front of you. And you would have looked carefully at your notes last night. Not so, so we don't have to waste a lot of time on that, Mr. Johnson. I'm fairly familiar with my notes. Yes, you, you looked at it last night. That is correct. Yes. So you can confirm these are in fact the notes. 
if I'm given the opportunity to... You can look at it them. again. Take your time. I've put them in a sequence of when they were created and changed. And you can check if that's correct. Take your time. My lady, I am comfortable with the contents of these notes. I, I, sorry, Mr. Johnson, it's just because I didn't hear you. I, just to repeat, I'm, I'm comfortable with the notes. It does look like my notes. And in the sequence that I put them. Correct. Thank you. Now, the notes are there for us to read at a convenient time, but let us get to some of the points. There is first a location, a heading, then recollection of the events. You see that? And I'm dealing with note one, I'm sorry. Note one. And then a third paragraph or a second paragraph under the heading recollection of events. You see that? I do. And it starts with the following. It says, at that point, my wife, who woke up as I got out of bed, shouted at me, don't just stand there, phoned the security and handed me a phone. It is so accurate your note at that time that you were in a position to quote words used by it. You yes. not you not again if you can say yes or no. I, I accept that, yes. yes. And that was in all fairness to you, Mr. Johnson. That was your evidence yesterday as well, that she woke up because of you getting out of bed. Then if you go to the second page, on top, it says, and if, if you can read that into record, the first paragraph on the second page. Should I read the entire paragraph? Just, yeah, the first paragraph. We were convinced that what we heard were the calls for help of people who were being attacked in their house. This could be influenced by our prejudice as there was a house breaking and attack on a woman who lived in the Silverwoods at the end of 2011 or early 2012. I was also woken up by the woman's calls for help in that case and in a way the 14 Feb incident was a mild case of deja vu. Yes, now let's look at that. If you go to the fourth paragraph, the last sentence. Fourth paragraph on the, on the second page, my lady. Yeah. Starts with also the screams. My lady, can I just confirm, are we on the first or the second page? Second page, I'm sorry, fourth paragraph. My fourth paragraph starts with, after Willem called a few yes, people. Yes, and then go to the last sentence. Oh, sorry, the last also, the screams did not sound like fighting, but more like panic and distress calls of someone being attacked. It tells you one thing, that in your mind, none of the screams, and I'm referring to the screams by the man, could resemble a mockery. It was genuine to you. My lady, something that I've related to, it was part of my version that I related to my colleagues, not contained in my notes or my statement because it's a subjective perception was the contrast between the I don't know how to express this uh, the 
fear and, and, and intensity in the, in the lady person's voice versus a very monotone male voice. Um, what I related to my colleagues was at, at that point I thought the attackers had left the house um, because the, the man almost sounded embarrassed to be calling for help. And I thought they'd been locked up in um, the in a room or tied up and they, he felt embarrassed to be calling for assistance from his neighbours. So, like I say, it's my impression that I got. It was something that, yes. that struck me um, at that point. Yes, so my reference to the um, panic and the stress calls of someone, someone being attacked is with specific reference to the lady person yes. that I heard. Mr. Johnson. I know that you study these notes quite well to get to answers today. And I, and I want to put it to you. It's unfortunate because your interpretation today is a designed one. It's designed to try and again sideline and incriminate the accused because that is not in the first paragraph that I read to you. That's not what you were saying and it's not in this paragraph. But there's a design on your side to incriminate, and that's unfortunate. But we'll deal with it. That's what I put to you. Do you want to answer? My lady, I, I do not agree. I have no reason to want to design an incriminating statement in yes. case it's, I, it's not the truth. I can unfortunately assume your next answer, but I'm first going to ask. Go to the very last paragraph on, at page two and just read that out. That's with reference to your wife. Uh, should I read the entire paragraph? From her version. Oh, her version was the same as I explained above. Then I told her about the rumors so about her version. Story was the same as what you explained about. She agreed with this. That is correct, and may I just put it in context? Her version is the, the version she relates to me on the telephone the morning of the, the event, or the incident, when I phoned her to inform her of what I'd learned. Mr. Johnson, it's not true. Read the sentence <coughs> Her version is the same, not as she related to me on the telephone, as explained above. I, I knew this was coming, that's why I asked you. It's the same as I explained above. That's what stands there, not so. Those are the written words. My lady, I think if one reads the entire paragraph, it might provide better context. Yes, just read those words to the court. I just need the words. Her version, can you read it out? My lady, the witness said, I need an opportunity to read the full paragraph because it will take it into context. I don't think that's un unreasonable. The witness should be afforded the opportunity to do right just that for him to explain the last sentence. I don't think it's unreasonable, and I think Mr. Ruth should give him an opportunity to do so. Yes, Mr. Very well. You can read it if you want to. Thank you very much. After Willem told me he heard it was Oscar who shot his girlfriend, I called my wife and asked her to relate her version of the sequence of events of what we heard on the 14th of February 2013. 
I did not tell her about what I had heard regarding Oscar and the incident as I did not want to shock her and put doubt in her mind about what she had heard. Here comes the sentence. Her version, and that's the version that she related during that phone call, was the same as I explained above. I then told her about the rumors about Oscar Pistorius. I used the word the same. I could have used similar. What I'm referring to is it was similar to what I had experienced and what I had remembered. And with specific reference that we were under the impression of people being attacked in their house. Mr. Johnson, let me be... It's, it's, uh, if I can just have the opportunity. It's not stated here that clearly, but it's, it's, this was a rough draft to remind myself. It's not supposed to be used as, as facts. It's, you understand? It's like a, a note. Mr. Johnson, you know, I'm going to put to you, and I'm going to show to the court what you're doing. You studied this note last night, that we know, because you know what I have not dealt with in this note, and you know what is coming, and you desperately, that's what I put to you, try now to extricate your wife's version from this version, and I quote her version, which the same as explained about. You desperately want her version not to form part of this document. That is what you're doing. You agree? My lady, I do not agree. What we also know... Just, just one minute. I don't think I follow. Thank you, Malik. The version that you're talking about, you're talking about her evidence here in court. Yes. Because we don't know what may, it's may in I, her May notes. I properly put it, my lady? Yes. Mr. Johnson, first of all, you studied this document last night. My lady, um, study might be a very strong expression. Yes. I scanned through the, the three versions. I was extremely exhausted last night and did not have the energy to apply my mind to it. Um, I, I rely on the notes as they are today to refresh my memory. The, the second point is that when I put earlier to you about the accuracy of this version, you had no difficulty to say to me, no, that is not correct, Mr. Ru. It is not accurate. My lady, sorry, I'm not following. Can you please Previously, when I asked you questions, I referred to the accuracy of this version and what you did not do I, on two occasions I did. You did not say to me, sorry, Mr. Ru, that's wrong. It's not an accurate note. When I referred to the accuracy of the notes, you did not say it's wrong. I, I, yes. I don't follow what Mr. Ru is implying. I, I also don't follow. I put it to you through earlier that this was an accurate version. My lady, I, I did make reference that were, these were rough notes to be used to remind myself. The, we are dealing with the first version. And it's common business practice, if you draft documents, and I write a lot of reports, we create different versions. First draft, second draft, final, final version. This is how the notes were intended and, and how I defined them as I applied my mind. And what I then put to you... And let let me just try once more. When you're talking about the correct version, are you talking about the authenticity? The, notes, the correctness, the accuracy of, of the notes. Okay, all right. And what I then put to you where the court asked me to just put it proper was what you're doing, you know what I'm going to refer to in this document, and I have not as yet done it. But what you want, you want to extricate any suggestion that this version was also your wife's version when you said 
Her version was the same as I explained above. You want that out. That's what I say to you. My lady, I, I dispute that. Are you happy that it was also the same as your wife's version? My lady, I, I, I'm not certain if I follow what um, Advocate Rue is implying. As I explained, the, the sentence here where I say her version was the same as I explained above. I'm referring to the version that she related to me the first time she repeated her version that morning of the event on the telephone, before I informed her that Mr. Oscar Pistorius was involved. All right. I, I'm not, I'm not I, and I want to say that again, I'm not aware of the content of her testimony. I've never read her notes, and I've never read her affidavit or statement that was made to, to um, Captain Van Aert. What I'm putting to you, and I'm going to put it again, what you referred to, where you said her version was the same. And lady, I object. We've now asked that question over and over and over again, lady. That happens. If you ask a question once or twice, that's fine. I haven't counted, but it's at least four or five times. That the same question has been answered by this witness. His answer will not change. Lady, we have to move on to other questions. We well, can't I'm, keep I'm, the witnesses here and repeat the same question. I'm not sure. That question was not even finished. How do you know it's the same question? Uh, then I'll just wait with my objection. I apologize. Yes. Yes, thank you, my lady. Um, that's something else. I was putting something to you now. I put it to you that the reference to her version was the same as explained above. Was this your version that you explained above? There's only one version that you explained above. That's what it says. My lady, can I please just clarify? Advocate who keeps on referring to her version. Which version is he referring to? Yes. Mr. Johnson, I'm now going to show to you why I put it to you so desperate to extricate your wife from this. Let's go to the first page. And that is what it's all about. That's why you desperately want to move away from this. Go to the first page. The second last paragraph. Please read that into, record, into the record. I did not count the number of shots that were fired, but my wife recalls about four or five shots. Let's stop there. It has two elements. The first one is about you. I did not count the number of shots that were fired. Let's stop there. Is that true? My lady, as I, if my memory serves, serves me correctly, I did testify that in my initial testimony. And uh, if I recall correctly, it's also verified in my statement to Captain Van Aert. I not a sign of five to six shots. Nothing. No reference to five to six shots in this. In this note of yours, it is clear I did not count the number of shots that were fired. There is no reference to five to six shots. Do you agree? I agree, my lady. Then the second part. But my wife, and, and granted, before I read it, you revisited this an hour or two later and you slightly changed that. And I will deal with the change. But this is the, this is the important part. But my wife recalls about four 
or five shots. Is that your words? My lady, um, that is what I've written. <laughs> yes. yes. And that is so removed from this musical talent to count shots, like in music, exact four. It is not the same. My lady, um, I, as I've mentioned before, I, I created these notes as a recollection for myself, as notes. It's, I, I, I can't... I can't... Um, how can I put this? It, it's the accuracy of this. I mean, I'm being questioned here with a very strong line of questioning on something that I wrote while I was at the office, probably supposed to be doing other work. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a rough guideline. That's what my intentions were. It, 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 um, if, I, if I may, can we refer to my statement to Captain Van Aert? What, what mention do I make there of how many shots? Now if I recall correctly, I think five or six shots was mentioned. And if I remember correctly, that is what I also related to my colleagues. I said I didn't count the shots, but I estimated five or six shots. That's my version. It's been my version since the first time I repeated the version. Before I made a statement, it became clear from the, um, what do you call the, bail application, that there were four shots fired. But I did not change my version, even though I re received confirmation my version, initial version, was that I did not count them. My wife said she counted four shots or five shots. And I'm going to help you. You know, three hours later, that will go to version two, you change this paragraph because it tells me it was not only a note. It was a note that you went back to three hours later that you looked at it again and you corrected little things. That is not a sign of a careless note that I just put somewhere. It's a sign I go back, I revisit that note, I'm very careful about it, and then I amend it. But we'll come to the amendment, and then I amend it. Now this is the question. Do you agree that approximately, I can give you the exact answer, it doesn't matter, approximately three hours later, you amended this note. My lady, as I've mentioned before, it's intended as a draft version. Draft implies it will change. So I can concede I did make changes. About three hours later, you made changes to this note. That is correct, my lady. Yes. Now, what is interesting in, that, interesting in that letter, that note, it doesn't say that you say Sure. You telling whoever is going to be the reader of this note. Because you live with your wife, you discuss the matter. What your wife recalls. My wife recalls about four or five shots. Those that's the wording, you agree. That is correct, my lady. That is what is written in the document. Yes. Now let's go to the second document. That's Exhibit O2. It's Exhibit O2, my lady. Yes. 
And the O3 would be the same in that regard, so we don't have a problem. And that's the one that was sent to Advocate Merritt. Is that right? My lady, version 3. I'm sorry, version 3, uh, uh, version 3 was sent. That is correct, my lady. Thank you, we'll deal with that. My mistake. So let's go to that same paragraph to see how you changed it. It's the second last paragraph at page one. Can you read it to the court? I did not count the number of shots that were fired, but my wife recalls four or five shots. What caused you to change, but my wife recalls about four or five shots, my wife recalls four or five shots. What caused that? My lady, as I've explained earlier, it's the nature of how I do my work. I will even draft a single paragraph email, leave it, come back to it, revisit it. Try and, English is not my first language, so I try and improve um, the, let's call it the quality of the language that I write. Um, I have a high regard for advocate uh, Nicky Moritz, and he's a well-learned individual, intelligent person, so I want to be proud of the, the work or the, the version that I give him, and, and it's with that, for that's the reason why I, I work through a couple of versions of, of drafts of this set of notes. So you wanted to make sure that it's correct. I wanted to make sure that the facts are accurate, my lady, or, or as I recalled it, yes. and that it's in a, in a proper English um, yes. grammar, I suppose. Yes, it's, it's, it is proper. I can tell you it is proper if you read through the whole document. Let's go to version 3, 03, the same sentence. That's now the one that's been sent to Advocate Moritz, and it could only be because you're satisfied that you've done now changes, again changes, and it can go in. Read the second last paragraph. I did not count the number of shots that were fired, but my wife recalls four or five shots. Now, Mr. Johnson, what happened? You sent this document to Advocate Maritz, and what was the reason for that? My lady, as I explained in the initial, I think in my initial testimony, or when, whenever I referred to it, the, to it the first time, we did, we did not want to get involved in this matter. We realized right from the start that it would be a highly public affair. We are very private people. I knew if I, if we went to the Boschko police station to make a statement that it would be, well, my assumption was, and my fear was, that it could leak and our names could become um, public. Um, so we wanted to find a discreet way, or let's call it a channel, of making our version, or my version and my wife's version, what we had witnessed together at our house that evening, available. And I recall, in my initial conversation with Advocate Meritz, I, I made a note of a timeline, um, if I can 
verified at some stage. I think the first time I spoke to Advocate Moritz was on the 20th of February. So it was during the bail application hearing. I explained to him that we have this, let's call it a dilemma. We heard, we heard this event and we obviously discussed it, my wife and I, it was like I said, it was a very traumatic experience, the, the, the thought that you heard the, the final calls for help of a person before they die is something that, that it bugged us, it was, it was a traumatizing experience. Um, so we were obviously upset with it, or by, by it. When, when I, I then explained what we had heard, and I'm contacting Advocate Moritz to ask advice, and I said to him, we do not want to choose sides for lack of a better expression. We want to make a statement, make it available to the case, that both parties have copy of, the, of our statements and decide whether they want to use it or not. He then explained to me that that is not how the, the legal system works. Um, at that point, we were still doubtful whether we wanted to proceed. As I explained, we, we did not want to get involved. Um, and so we had a few more conversations, telephonic conversations, Advocate um, um, Moritz and I, and um, he then advised me that we should make notes. Our memories are going to fade, and should we become involved, we have to have notes that we can rely on, which I then did. So I sent these notes, the version 3, I sent it to Advocate Moritz. Advocate um, Rue, can you please, can you perhaps assist with the, the dates? I think it was on the 6th of March, around 10 to 3, if that's my email details. Yes, actually the short answer to this is... Lady, may I please continue? You're welcome. So, I then forwarded in the, the, my version. I think that evening. So, so the intention of my of my version, Mr. Or, uh, Advocate Moritz said to me, he knows Advocate now, and he will contact him. And we made it clear to him that we wanted to remain anonymous at that point. And he assured us that he would not mention our names. And so, so that was that was why I sent him the notes, as also as an explanation of my version of the events. I assumed that my wife would send him the same set of notes, her, or her notes. That evening, coincidentally, the around eight o'clock, I recall my wife was in the shower and our um, perimeter beams triggered and I knew someone was in our yard. When I looked out the window, I saw two very large policemen approaching. They knocked on the door. I opened and they asked us whether we had heard something on the evening of or the early hours of the 14th of February. Um, I was then, 
obliged to tell him the truth? And I said, yes, we did. I invited him in. We waited for my wife to come down from upstairs. And we, my wife and I sat together and told them what we had heard. Now, as you would imagine, she remembered certain things. I remembered certain things. So we tell a story as a couple who experienced something together, would tell. And you complement each other in terms of how I tell my my, my version, and she would say, but I, I had this or this or this. So that's why I'm fairly familiar with what she had witnessed and what she had heard. And that was on the 6th of March. So at that point we realized we have now um, reached the point where we've made an official declaration that we witnessed something, and the police officers advised us that they would, that Captain Mike van Art would contact us to take an official statement, which he then did, and if I recall correctly, we met with him on the 13th of March. And that's, that's, that's my version. It's, it's, at that point, I did not um, make it up in my mind that Mr. O Oscar Pistorius is guilty. As I said, I, I, had, I felt a moral obligation. I had witnessed events, or this event. I had a version, and I felt morally obliged to present it. And, and I wanted to present it as a neutral version. When obviously Advocate Moritz advised me that it's not possible, and that put doubt in my mind that I wanted to proceed. I re so yeah, that's that's my my story. It was a question. <clears throat> what was the question, Mr. Roo? I'm going to repeat the question, Mr. Johnson. Let me help you in the answer, rather in the question. You gave it to Mr. Moritz because Mr. Moritz told you that he knew Mr. Nell and that he would approach Mr. Nell. Is that not the short answer? My lady, I think it's appropriate that I gave you the full explanation of why I gave my copy to Advocate Moritz and also why I chose that channel. Am I correct in what I put to you? that Mr. Maritz informed you that he knew Mr. Nell and that he would approach Mr. Nell. That is correct, my lady. That is what Advocate Maritz told me. I, I just want to emphasize that I requested to remain anonymous in his approach to Advocate Nell. And I want to also inform you that we had no contact with Advocate Nell prior to, even though he was aware of our version, or my version and my wife's version, um, before the investigating team reached us. One thing that did come out in this long explanation was that the police, the two policemen came to us at about 8 o'clock. You said 20 hours. Approximately, yes, yes, my lady. I will, we will at the appropriate time with the correct team, maybe the investigating team, deal with further notes. That's not because you say that you don't know. And the times and the coincidence there. That will come out. Let's focus on yours. 
What I'm putting to you in all fairness, Mr. Johnson, that yesterday you were confident that you could rely on your notes made at the time shortly after the incident. It's only when you realized, that's what I put to you, that that note is really not good for your version and your wife's version on the number of shots that you had to come up and really consider and consider what to say about it, how to justify that. And that explains your long explanations, not called for, not in response to questions. What do you say to that? My lady, I dispute that. Yes, of course. Will you agree, Mr. Johnson, that taking the note as it's there, that that version, and if I may get it in version one, two, and three, and I'm going to read it to you, that version is different to your evidence in court and to your wife's evidence in court. In respect of, I did not count the number of shots that were fired, but my wife recalls about four or five shots, or, in all fairness, second version, but my wife recalls four or five shots. That's different. That, that, that must not be a difficult mm. concession to me. My lady, I cannot testify on what my wife's version was. I'm not familiar with her, the content of her statement. I'm also not familiar with the content of her testimony in court. And um, I just want to re-emphasize that these were not meant to be used as evidence in court or as a, an official statement, merely a, a, a recollection of my memory of the event. But you do know what your wife testified about, Mr. Johnson, and I took you there in the transcript. When you said, when my wife testified, she's been an aerobics instructor for close to 20 years, a part-time hobby, so she counts rhythms and numbers. She plays piano up to quite an advanced level. So instinctively she counts if I don't. I don't pay attention to that detail. That's why I could not say there were four. Ah, there were exactly four shots. You do know. My lady, I'd like to repeat, as I explained, that is um, a... Um, conclusion that my wife and I reached very early on, probably in the first days after the incident, when we discussed the matter, before we had made any notes, made any statements, that's why I'm familiar with that version, if you like. And, and I honestly believe that's the reason why she counted the shots. And I was not able to, to say exactly how many. And We'll deal with the appropriate witness. The version of four shots by your wife, that version came about after the visit of the two police officers to arrest. My lady, I cannot testify on what my, wife, my wife's version is. She's been in court. I suggest you rely on her version and her testimony. I cannot testify on that. Mr. Johnson? But this, you spoke about your experience with firearms. 
in your evidence, in chief? What, what, what is that experience? Um, my lady, I own a firearm. Um, it's a nine millimeter pistol. And I, I didn't get the last, the last part. It's, it's a nine millimeter pistol. Mm -hmm. I've fired a firearm before. And hearing shots from that distance, about 175, 180 meters, from in a one house to another house. What's your experience there? I, I, I don't think I have a similar experience to relate to. That, that was the first that night, not so. I beg your pardon? That was the first experience that night. Do you hear shots from that distance, more or less, inside one house where you and your house? My lady, I've heard shots <clears throat> over different distances. I can't give you exact details before, but I can't imagine that a shot, a, a gunshot, would sound so much different from 40 meters, 100 meters, 170 meters. It's, it's quite easy to identify. Well, you can't imagine that it would be so much different. Do you know? Do you know, Mr. Johnson? I feel confident that I would be able to identify a gunshot, the sound of a gunshot, over those distances. And when I put the exact times to you, and to say that we will demonstrate that the only thing you could have heard were the bashing of the door. Did you go and think about it again? And look at the times and work out the times for you? As reference, because you made available, I see, your cell phone time record. Your, my lady, there were a number of questions there. Can I'm sorry about that. I apologize. That you go and consider the time aspect that I put to you yesterday in relation to your phone call and Mr. Pistorius' phone call to Mr. Standard and the noise that you heard, what you called shots. Did you go and think about it again? Well, I did think about it, yes. And? Can Advocate Group perhaps. Well, if you think about something, did you come up with some answer in your mind? May I ask an answer to exactly what? Any answer to say, well, it cannot be, it can be, it must be, it may not be. If you consider it, certainly you get to some conclusion. Yo, that's possible, that's impossible, that you go through that process, if you consider it. The question is extremely vague. I'm not sure how to answer it. I'm so sorry. Let me rephrase that. Yes. When you consider it, the time period when I spoke about maybe, maybe why it must have be, been. Maybe you should be, Mr. Lu. I say just to be more specific. Thank you. Just, just, just to I'll, joke. I'll do that, my lady. Yes. Thank you. you said, let me take it step by step. My apologies, Mr. Johnson. You said that you considered the time periods that I put to you about when you made the call and when I told you Mr. Pistorius made the call to Mr. Stander to work out the events, what it must have been that you heard. Do you remember that? Does it make sense what I put to I you? I recall that we, there was discussions around that yesterday. <coughs> Did you just consider it last night? Consider is, I'm not sure exactly what Advocate Rue is referring to. I did think about it. Did you think you, about it? Did you come up with any answer in your own mind? Um, can you perhaps verify that is there to something? To say, for instance, Oh, that's what they put to me 
and why they say it must have been a cricket bat. Uh, it, it must be possible, or no, it's impossible for the following reasons. Did you go through that thought process? Milady, may I request that um, Advocate Rue please remind me of what he put to me, what, what he stated to me yesterday with reference to the cricket bat? Let, let me put it from the other side. What did you think about in relation to that, so that I can understand your thinking? When you say you did think about it, what did you think about in relation to the times and the events? Sure. Um, what the, There was a reference made to a time of, I think, 3.16. Um, is that the time that I made the call? I'm unsure, and, and I must also mention that the, the call lasted 58 seconds, according to the cell phone records. I'm not sure if the 3.16 refers to the start of the call or the end of the phone call. Can you perhaps just clarify that? It was your evidence is in your statement. It doesn't matter, I put to you. It doesn't matter. My lady, I think One and a half to two minutes would make no difference. It's, it's a substantial duration of time, a minute. Yes, what, um, what did you think when you thought about it last night? Share that with the court. How did well, you work it out, or if you worked out anything? My lady, I, I just revisited the proceedings in my mind of what happened in court yesterday. Um, and those are my analytical thoughts that, that I had around the times. Um, I'm uncertain as to whether it's the start of the call. If it's the start of the phone call, then it means the phone call ended at 3.17 or 3.16, 58 seconds. According to my notes, and I can't recall exactly what is in my statement, I say I rushed outside to the balcony after I ended the phone call and again heard a woman screaming. Moments after I got out on the balcony, I heard the shots and a woman screaming while the shots were being fired. So if you consider that I was standing at the foot of the bed, which is approximately 8 to 10 meters away from the balcony, I'm a tall person, I've long strides, wouldn't take me very long after I ended the phone call to get myself onto the balcony. So if you're referring to three minutes, three or five seconds to get to the balcony is it's quite insignificant. And then I refer to moments after I got out on the balcony, I heard shots. So very soon after I got onto the balcony. So that must be very close to 316 if that was the end of the phone call, or 317 if that was the end of the phone call. Moments after I got onto the balcony, I heard the shots. I don't know how to quantify moments. What I'm trying to relay is that it's a short duration. Yes, I agree with that. It was 317. It could be 317, 10, 317, 20, 317, 15. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, my lady, that is that's the sort of line of thinking that I had after the court proceedings yesterday. And I'm not sure if that answered Mr. Ruth's yes. question. And that's what I put you yesterday. Then, Two, two and a half minutes later, a phone call was made to Mr. Stanley. I have to accept that as true. I don't know. And what I put to you, and the evidence will show, that that coincides absolutely that what you heard must have been the breaking down of the door. My lady, can I... We'll, we'll bring the evidence. May I please just confirm that... Um, I did make mention to it yesterday. I just want to confirm that my understanding is correct. The, 
The 316 that we are referring to, it's, it's a quite important reference in the um, chronological order of my version, is that taken from a, a, a similar time source as the 319 that Advocate Brew is referring to, or is it taken from my cell phone's time? Let's just accept for the moment that the state and the defense will debate on accuracy. I was simply working on the time that you confidently put in your statement, confirmed by your wife, 316, and you attached a statement of your, your phone call, 316 with a call 58 seconds. Now, whether it's 316 and whether it's a 10-second difference, it's not important in the context of the time period. That's why I'm asking you that. I'm, I'm trying to understand your debate as if you want to say it's incorrect what I put to you. It could not have been the cricket bat hitting the door, apart from your hearing of the sound. My lady, <clears throat> um, with specific reference to the sound that I heard, I want to restate that I'm convinced I heard gunshots. Um, having thought about Mr. Rue's statement, I'm not sure exactly how the cricket bat was handled. But let's assume it was handled like an axe when you're chopping wood and you strike the object. The time it takes to reload your, your backswing and strike again takes, requires more time than the rapid succession of shots that I heard from the gun. Therefore, it's difficult for me to accept Mr. Roos' version of that I heard that it was the cricket bat striking the door. I also believe that a cricket bat striking a door which is a large object would make a different sound, not a sharp sound like a gunshot. You've never heard a cricket bat striking a Naranti door with such force that it broke the door, have you? That is correct, my lady. I have never heard that. You also have never heard a shot shots fired from that distance of 170 meters within one house when you're inside your house. My lady, <clears throat> I wish to remind the court that I was outside on the balcony when I heard the shots. Yes. Also consider that I had been outside before, went back inside, spoke to another person, two people on the telephone, went back outside with a lot of adrenaline and emotions in my body. I would imagine my senses were quite sharp and acute. Therefore, I am confident that I was wide awake. So? And that I can confidently say I'm convinced I heard gunshots. So let us look at your sharp and acute senses. Standing on the balcony. And let us read your note. I did not count the number of shots that were fired. Is that a reflection of your acute and sharp centers inspired or assisted by adrenaline. My lady, may I ask what sense a person uses to count? Yes. I, I, I would imagine a sense is hear, smell, touch, taste. I don't use any of those to, to count. Yes, Mr. Johnson. You said yesterday that you could not remember before the shooting for how long the screaming was that you had, whether it was short or longer. 
You remember that? You had an inability to remember. I, I can read it to you, but if you do don't you, remember it, but please if you do, do. I just want to clarify what you are referring to. Can you read it, please, my lady? Well, let's see what you remember. Can you remember how long before the shots you heard the screaming? Let's start with. I'm not exactly certain where to start, my lady. I'll take you through the steps. No, just that question. Just to answer that question. Can you remember? That's the question. Not take me through the steps. Can you remember how long before the shot you heard the screaming? That's the question. My lady, may I refer to my notes as a reference to answer the Does, does it question? mean that you cannot remember, as you said? My lady, I, I can remember. But I have these notes available. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a version that I recorded shortly after the incident, and I would feel comfortable that it's very accurate. Yes. So I can, I can provide the court with a version that I put down very shortly after the incident. You see, two things that I want to put to you. I previously put to you that your notes were accurate, and that's what you said. You've just confirmed it, that you're comfortable that they're very accurate. Not so? You've just said it. Contrary to what you later on tried to say. You're comfortable, I repeat, that they're very accurate. That's what you say? Mr. Johnson? My lady, it's, it's, a, it's a recollection of my memory that was made soon after the events. So I feel comfortable that they are a very good recollection of my version. If I have to answer the question now without looking at my notes, and I would say I think I've used the term moments after I got onto the balcony. I heard the screams, or the screams continued, and then the shots were fired. So if, if, if Mr. Rue is looking for a duration of time, it's moments, it's a short duration of time. I hope that answers, answers your question accurately. Two things on that. The first one is that I ask you to confirm, and it seems that you have no difficulty. That was a spontaneous answer, that, the, that you're very comfortable, that your notes accurately reflect the events. Do you stand by that, or do you withdraw that? My lady, as I've said, um, I'm comfortable that these notes reflect my version. Based on the fact that it was taken so short or made so shortly after my after the event. Mr. Johnson, I don't want all the time to repeat questions. You used the word very accurately. Do you stand by that or do you say that's wrong? My lady, I don't want the my my previous sentence to be used out of context. Yes. But I'm confident sorry. that this is this is accurate and correct. The second part was... But I would... Sorry. Sorry. Please, on. please finish. Please finish with something no, else. I'm, I'm happy. Are you sure? We can continue. The second part is that I ask you how long before the shots, or how long did you hear the screaming? Then you wanted to consult your notes. You remember? My question was, why do you want to consult your notes? Is it because you cannot remember that you're dependent on your notes, or what is the reason? I would like to provide accurate information, and um, it's 
These notes were intended to refresh my memory, and I'd like to use them for that purpose. But of course you would agree with me if I can remember, I can tell the court what I remember. Can you remember? Can I remember what my How long was the screaming before the shots? For what my lady, time period? Allow me to just relate the chronological um, events, and perhaps Mr. Rue will find an answer in that. As I testified before, I got woken up by the screaming shouts, screams of a, a lady person. I raised my head from the pillow to confirm. When I heard the lady screaming again, I ran out onto the balcony. When I got there, the screaming continued. Excuse me. And the lady shouted help. It was then followed by a male person shouting help. That is when my wife called me back into the bedroom to make the phone calls, which I then spent approximately a minute on, on the phone. After the phone call, I returned to the balcony and heard the lady screaming again, and then the shots started. So, Mr. Rue, I hope that answers your question. I'm sorry to disappoint you now. Let me put to you what you said yesterday. I'm going to ask you the same question. That's why I'm... Let me rather ask you. When I ask you that same question, your answer was this. My lady, it's a long time ago. I can't recall an exact detail. And when we carried on, you said, all I can offer you is that I heard screaming. You had a difficulty yesterday. All I wanted to know from you is, do you confirm that same difficulty today? And then there was a difficulty to, refer to confirm that. And can you explain it? My lady, I'm not certain if that answer was to exactly the same question. Yes. So it's difficult for me to accept that it was answered in, but my answer was in the same context. Mr. Johnson, you have never met the accused. No, my lady, I've never met the accused. You don't know what it sounds like when he's anxious and he screams. That is a fair statement. But I assume what you will say, that evening you definitely heard a woman screaming. It could not have been a man. Am I right? Yes, my lady. I, I'm confident that I heard a lady scream that evening. <coughs> yes. What is it that caused the inability? When you were standing on a balcony to know the number of what you call shots. My lady, I'm not sure if I understand Mr. Ruth's question. What is it that made you unable to be in a position when you made your note and today? to tell us, knowing that you were standing on the balcony, to tell us about the number of shots that you heard. My lady, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, all I can offer you is I, I did not count the shots. I had to estimate. And I 
know from confirmation from reports later on that there were four. And as I've mentioned before, um, I did not change my version after I got confirmation that there were four shots. Mr. Johnson, so far as it's necessary, let me put it to you that the screaming that you heard was Mr. Pistorius. What do you say to that? My lady, as I as I've testified numerous times, I'm convinced that I heard a lady scream. And, and, and it was easy for me to distinguish the lady voice from the male voice because they shouted help in close succession to each other. Therefore, I have difficulty in accepting Mr. Rue's speculation or his version. Yeah, mine is not speculation, I put it to you. The second part, the noises that you heard, the noises caused by a cricket bat hitting a door, not gunshots. My lady, I believe I've given a thorough explanation why I believe that it was gunshots. It relates to the succession of the shots that were fired that I do not believe you could strike a door so rapidly with a cricket bat. Multiple strikes. The third point is you agree that at no time that evening did you hear the male voice and the female voice to be at the same time. My lady, if I can clarify what Mr. Rue is asking, whether I heard the male and the female shouting at exactly the same time? Yes. If that is the question, you are correct. Thank you, my lady. I have no further questions. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Nell. My lady, I, I indeed have questions. It will take a while. I've received the document now. May we take an early tea, gentlemen? Yes. So sorry, I, I was just asked to put another question to the witness. Please, please, I, put please. To the, I, I apologize and I was reminded. Mr. Johnson, I'm sorry. Just for the sake of completeness, if your version is correct, Mr. Johnson, the deceased would have been, at the time that you heard the screams, in a locked toilet, where the door was locked and the toilet window closed. And what I put to you, that there is no way, forget about it, whether there were houses built in between or not, because you can go to shorter distances, that you can scream, I put it to you, you can scream and get a female to scream in that toilet. You cannot hear it at your house when she's inside the toilet. Lady, I want to object to the vagueness and the wideness of the question. Uh, Council is saying that at all time that this witness heard the screams, she was in the toilet. Is that this, or just before the shots or during the shots? <coughs> that makes a difference. We had shots, we had a telephone call, we had shots. The question is very vague. The question is put, when you heard the scream, she was in the locked toilet. If Council's uh, proposition that 
it was at all times when, uh, when he heard screams, that's fine. I would just like to have that made clear. Talking about the screams, whenever, immediately, shortly before the shots, that's what I'm talking about. On objective facts, if they were shots, if they were shots, on objective facts, there's no dispute there between the state and the defense. The deceased was then in the toilet. But the door was locked and the window was closed. And I put it to you that there's no way that even standing on the balconies, even standing closer, that you would have been able to hear screams if it was inside the toilet. My lady, um, we live on the edge of Pretoria. We are the very last estate towards the eastern boundary, directly next to the Silver Stream and Silver Woods estate. There are there is uh, uh, the farm in it's uh, like a uh, what do you call it like a game reserve, private game reserve. So there's big open spaces, and sound travels extremely far. Um, in that area, it's it's surprising. One of the let's call it scars that my wife and I have after witnessing this incident is often we hear jackal calls from the felt in from in, and it reminds us of the the screams that we heard. So it also reminds us how far and how clearly the sound travels in our area, and when it's deathly quiet at 3 o'clock in the morning I do believe that I heard a lady screaming and that it is possible for the sound to travel that far May I just get some instruction there is some fact that I didn't know about yes. May I ask, I see it's close to to the tear German this a version from a witness that I'm unaware of, and I just want to understand the full extent of that. Okay. So you want us to adjourn now? Please, my lady, if it's possible. Yes. My lady, uh, may we adjourn until we call you? No, then I can fine. use the time as well to prepare. Okay. So um, we will call the court when we read it. Okay, that's fine. I also wish to see counsel briefly just outside. <coughs> court will adjourn. I'm unsure, and, and I must also mention that the, the call lasted 58 seconds, according to the cell phone records. I'm not sure if the 316 refers to the start of the call or the end of the phone call. Can we perhaps just clarify that? It was your evidence is in your statement. It doesn't matter, I put to you. It doesn't matter. My lady, I think... One and a half to two minutes would make no difference. It's, it's a substantial duration of time, a minute. Yes, what, um, what did you think? And you thought about it last night. Share that with the court. How did well, you work it out? Or if you worked out anything? My lady, I, I just revisited the proceedings in my mind of what happened in court yesterday. Um, and those are my analytical thoughts that, that I had around the times. Um, I'm uncertain as to whether it's the start of the call. If it's the start of the phone call, then it means the phone call ended at 3.17 or 3.16, 58 seconds. According to my notes... I can't recall exactly what is in my statement. I say I rushed outside to the balcony after I ended the phone call and again heard a woman screaming. 
Moments after I got out on the balcony, I heard the shots and a woman screaming while the shots were being fired. So if you consider that I was standing at the foot of the bed, which is approximately 8 to 10 meters away from the balcony, I'm a tall person, I have long strides, it wouldn't take me very long after I ended the phone call to get myself onto the balcony. So if you're referring to three minutes, three or five seconds to get to the balcony is quite insignificant. And then I refer to moments after I got out on the balcony, I heard shots. So very soon after I got onto the balcony. So that must be very close to 316 if that was the end of the phone call, or 317 if that was the end of the phone call. Moments after I got onto the balcony, I heard the shots. I don't know how to quantify moments. What I'm trying to relay is that it's a short duration. Yes, I agree with that. It was 317. It could be 317, 10, 317, 20, 317, 15, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, my lady, that is, that's the sort of line of thinking that I had after the court proceedings yesterday. And I'm not know. sure if that answered Mr. Ruth's yes. question. And that's what I put you yesterday. Then, two, two and a half minutes later, a phone call was made to Mr. Stone. I have to accept that as true. I don't know. And what I put to you, and the evidence will show, that, that coincides absolutely that what you heard must have been the breaking down of the door. My lady, can I... We'll, please, we'll bring the evidence. May I please just confirm that... Um, I, I did make mention to it yesterday. I just want to confirm that my understanding is correct. The, the 316 that we are referring to, it's, it's a quite important reference in the um, chronological order of, of my version. Is that taken from a... A, a, a similar time source as the 319 that Advocate Brew is referring to, or is it taken from my cell phone's time? Let's just accept for the moment that the state and the defense will debate on accuracy. I was simply working on the time that you confidently put in your statement, confirmed by your wife, 316, and you attached a statement of your, your phone call. 316 with a call 58 seconds. Now, whether it's 316 and whether there's a 10 second difference, it's not important in the context of the time period. That's why I'm asking you that. I'm, I'm trying to understand your debate as if you want to say it's incorrect what I put to you. It could not have been the cricket bat hitting the door, apart from your hearing of the sound. My lady, <clears throat> um, with specific reference to the sound that I heard, and to restate that I'm convinced I heard gunshots. Um, having thought about Mr. Rue's statement, I'm not sure exactly how the cricket bat was handled, but let's assume it was handled like an axe when you're chopping wood and you strike the object. The time it takes to reload your, your backswing and strike again takes, requires more time than the rapid succession of shots that I heard from the gun. Therefore, it's difficult for me to accept Mr. Roos' version of that I heard that it was the cricket bat striking the door. I also believe that a cricket bat striking a door, which is a large object, would make a different sound, not a sharp sound like a gunshot. You've never heard a cricket bat striking an Aranti door with such force that it broke the door, have you? That is correct, my lady. I have never heard that. You also have never heard a shot 
shots fired from that distance of 170 meters within one house when you're inside your house. My lady, <clears throat> I wish to remind the court that I was outside on the balcony when I heard the shots. Yes. Also consider that I had been outside before, went back inside, spoke to another person, two people on the telephone, went back outside with a lot of adrenaline and emotions in my body. I would imagine my senses were quite sharp and acute. Therefore, I am confident that I was wide awake so? and that I can confidently say I'm convinced I heard gunshots. So let us look at your sharp and acute senses standing on the balcony and let us read your note. I did not count the number of shots that were fired. Is that a reflection of your acute and sharp senses inspired or assisted by adrenaline? My lady, may I ask what sense a person uses to count? I, I, I would imagine a sense is hear, smell, touch, taste. I don't use any of those to, to count. You said yesterday that you could not remember before the shooting for how long the screaming was that you had, whether it was short or longer. You remember that? You had an inability to remember. I, I can read it to you, but if you do don't remember it... But please if you do. do. I just want to clarify what you are referring to. Can you read it to me, please, my lady? Well, let's see what you remember. Can you remember how long before the shots you heard the screaming? Let's start with well, I'm not exactly certain where to start, my lady. I'll take you through the no, steps chronologically. Just that question. Just to answer that question. Can you remember? That's the question. Not it, take me through the steps. Can you remember how long before the shot you heard the screaming? That's the question. My lady, may I refer to my notes as a reference to answer the Does, does this it question? mean that you cannot remember as you said? My lady, I, I can remember, but... I have these notes available. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a version that I recorded shortly after the incident, and I would feel comfortable that it's very accurate. Yes. So I can, I can provide the court with a version that I put down very shortly after the incident. You see, two things that I want to put to you. I previously put to you that your notes were accurate, and that's what you said. You've just confirmed it, that you're comfortable that they're very accurate. Not so? You've just said it. Contrary to what you later on tried to say. You're comfortable, I repeat, that they're very accurate. That's what you say, Mr. Johnson? My lady, it's, it's, a, it's a recollection of my memory that was made yes. soon after the events. So I feel comfortable that they are a very good recollection of my version. If I have to answer the question now without looking at my notes, and I would say I, I think I've used the term moments after I got onto the balcony, I heard the screams, or the screams continued, and then the shots were fired. So if, if, if Mr. Rue is looking for a duration of time, it's moments, it's a short duration of time. I hope that answers, answers your question accurately. Two things on that. The first one is that I ask you to confirm, and it seems that you have no difficulty. That was a spontaneous answer. That then that you're very comfortable that your notes accurately reflect the events. Do you stand by that or do you withdraw that? My lady, as I've said, um, I'm comfortable that these notes reflect my version based on the fact that it was taken so short or made so shortly after, my, after the event. 
Mr. Johnson, I don't want all the time to repeat questions. You used the word very accurately. Do you stand by that or do you say that's wrong? My lady, I don't want the, my, my previous sentence to be used out of context. Yes. The but second, I'm confident sorry. that this is, this is accurate and correct. The second part was... But I would... Sorry. Sorry. Please, on. please finish. Please finish with something no, else. I'm, I'm happy. Are you sure? We can continue. The second part is that I ask you how long before the shots, or how long did you hear the screaming? Then you wanted to consult your notes. You remember? My question was, why do you want to consult your notes? Is it because you cannot remember that you're dependent on your notes, or what is the reason? I would like to provide accurate information, and um, it's, these notes were intended to refresh my memory, and I'd like to use them for that purpose. But of course you would agree with me if I can remember, I can tell the court what I remember. Can you remember? Can I remember what my How lady? long was the screaming before the shots? For what my lady, time period? Oh, allow me to just relate the chronological um, events, and perhaps Mr. Rue will find an answer in that. As I testified before, I got woken up by the screaming shouts, screams of a, a lady person. I raised my head from the pillow to confirm. When I heard the lady screaming again, I ran out onto the balcony. When I got there, the screaming continued, excuse me, and the lady shouted help. It was then followed by a male person shouting help. That is when my wife called me back into the bedroom to make the phone calls, which I then spent approximately a minute on, on the phone. After the phone call, I returned to the balcony and heard the lady screaming again, and then the shots started. So, Mr. Rue, I hope that answers your question. I'm sorry to disappoint you now. Let me put to you what you said yesterday. When I ask you the same question, that's why I'm... Let me rather ask you. When I ask you that same question, your answer was this. My lady, it's a long time ago. I can't recall an exact detail. And when we carried on, you said, all I can offer you is that I heard screaming. You had a difficulty yesterday. All I wanted to know from you is, do you confirm that same difficulty today? And then there was a difficulty to, refer to confirm that. And can you explain? My lady, I'm not certain if that answer was to exactly the same question. Yes. So it's difficult for me to accept that it was answered in, that my answer was in the same context. Mr. Johnson, you have never met the accused. No, my lady, I've never met the accused. You don't know what it sounds like when he's anxious and he screams. That is a fair statement. But I assume what you will say, that evening you definitely heard a woman screaming. It could not have been a man. Am I right? Yes, my lady, I'm, I'm confident that I heard a lady scream that evening. What is it? that caused the inability when you were standing on a balcony to know the number of what you call shots? My lady, I'm not sure if I understand Mr. Ruth's question. What is it that made you unable to be in a position when you made your note and today to tell us, knowing that you were standing on a balcony, to tell us about the number of shots? 
Thank you. My lady, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, all I can offer you is I, I did not count the shots. I had to estimate. And I know from confirmation from reports later on that there were four. And as I've mentioned before, um, I did not change my version after I got confirmation that there were four shots. Mr. Johnson, as far as it's necessary, let me put it to you that the screaming that you heard was Mr. Pistori. What do you say to that? My lady, as, I, as I've testified numerous times, I'm convinced that I heard a lady scream. And, and, and it was easy for me to distinguish the lady voice from the male voice because they shouted help in close succession to each other. Therefore, I have difficulty in accepting Mr. Rue's speculation or his version. Now mine is not speculation, I put it to you. The second part, the noises that you heard, the noises caused by cricket bat hitting a door, not gunshots. My lady, I believe I've given a thorough explanation why I believe that it was gunshots. It relates to the succession of the shots that were fired that I do not believe you could strike a door so rapidly with a cricket bat. And Multiple the strikes. If third, the third point is you agree that at no time that evening did you hear the male voice and the female voice to be at the same time. My lady, if I can clarify what Mr. Rue is asking whether I heard the male and the female shouting at exactly the same time? Yes. If that is the question, you are correct. Thank you, my lady. I have no further questions. Yes, Mr. Mel. My lady, I, I indeed have questions. It will take a while. I've received the document now. May we take an early tea, gentlemen? Yes. I'm so sorry. I, I was just asked to put another question to the witness. Yes, please, I put please. To the, I, I apologize and I was reminded. Mr. Johnson, I'm sorry. Just for the sake of completeness, if your version is correct, Mr. Johnson, the deceased would have been, at the time that you heard the screams, in a locked toilet, where the door was locked, and the toilet window closed. And what I put to you, that there is no way, forget about it, whether there were houses built in between or not, because you can go to shorter distances, that you can scream, I put it to you, you can scream and get a female to scream in that toilet. You cannot hear it at your house when she's inside the toilet. Lady, I want to object to the vagueness and the wideness of the question. Uh, Council saying that at all time that this witness heard the scream, she was in the toilet. Is that this? Or just before the shots or during the shots? <coughs> that makes a difference. We had shots, we had a telephone call, we had shots. The question is very... The question is put, when you heard the scream, she was in the locked toilet. If the council's uh, proposition that it was at all times when, uh, when you heard screams, that's fine. I would just like to have that made clear. Talking about the screams, whenever, immediately, shortly before the shots, that's what I'm talking about. On objective facts, if they were shots, if they were shots, on objective facts, there's no dispute there between the state and the defense. The deceased was then in the toilet 
but the door was locked and the window was closed. And I put it to you that there's no way that even standing on the balconies, even standing closer, that you would have been able to hear screams if it was inside the toilet. My lady, um, we live on the edge of Pretoria. We are the very last estate towards the eastern boundary, directly next to the Silver Stream and Silver Woods estate. There are there is uh, uh, the farm in. It's uh, like a uh, what do you call it? Like a game reserve, private game reserve. So there's big open spaces, and sound travels extremely far um, in that area. It's it's surprising. One of the let's call it scars that my wife and I have after witnessing this incident is often we hear jackal calls from the felt in Farm Inn and it reminds us of the, the screams that we heard. So it also reminds us how far and how clearly the sound travels in our area. And when it's deathly quiet at 3 o'clock in the morning, I do believe that I heard a lady scream and that it is possible for the sound to travel that far. May I just get some instruction there? There's some fact that I don't know about. Yes. May I ask? I see it's close to, to the tear adjournment. There's a version from a witness that I'm unaware of, and I just want to understand the full extent of that. Okay. So you want us to adjourn now? Please, my lady, if it's possible. Yes. My lady, uh, may we adjourn until we call you? No, then I can fine. use the time as well to prepare. Okay. So um, we will call the court with it. Okay, that's fine. I also wish to see counsel briefly just outside. Yes. <coughs> court will adjourn. Mm -hmm.